They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Matt Madness Unsanctioned. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I am here with the most incredible Donovan, the lowdown Lloyd, no relation, as our co-host Aaron Lloyd says. Donovan, yeah, he, gets a, he gets a kick out of saying that, too. It's just hilarious to me. He, he does, and I think the more he says it, the more it actually makes me laugh. Because yeah. <laughs> like I'm expecting it now. Sometimes I'm actually even setting it up now sometimes on the show. Um, yeah. But also the creator of our phenomenal uh, theme music that we got, I believe, three weeks ago. So I want to thank you on the air, in person, for creating that song for us. We all love it. We appreciate it. So thank you. No problem. No problem. Um, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Like I said, it's great to have you on here. You've been listening pretty much from the beginning. You've been participating in the show from the beginning. That was always what I wanted was, like, fans to get involved in our show, like, because we're just fans ourselves, too. So I think that's awesome that you've been on board from the beginning. And I want to know, first thing I ask anyone who comes on, is what is it that made you fall in love with wrestling? Um, Honestly, I think how I discovered it was, like, just, you know, channel surfing one day and, you know, you accidentally just, you know, land on. I think I was, I'm pretty sure it was like raw, yeah. like the first thing I seen. And just like, oh my goodness, what is this? <laughs> like, and then I just like watched it for a second. I'm like, oh snap, like this is crazy. This, what is going on? And then like every day, like I just like wait and wait and wait until like, you know, and I think back then it's probably when they had like the TV guy channel. Yeah. So I like flipped it at and like, what is this? And I was like, okay, wrestling Mondays this time. All right. And then, like, the next week, I just started watching it. And the next thing I know, I just, like, got it. So I'm, a, I'm like, a very, like, a person of habits. So when yeah. I like something, like, I go full tilt. So it went from, <laughs> like, Barney to, like, Ninja Turtles to Power Rangers <laughs> to wrestling. And then once I got into wrestling, it was just like, Mom, like, I need a ring. I need tons of wrestlers. I need all this stuff. Like, I need it. This is important. So you, so. you like, were all in when you got when you got into it. Oh yeah, man. I like, and I'm pretty sure I had like WCW wrestlers and WWE wrestlers, and I'm wow. just like, I don't know which one they're with, but they're on <laughs> wrestle, so they're going in this ring, and I'm gonna have fun with them. <laughs> now, did you watch WCW at all, or not really? Yeah, I watched both of them. Okay. I watched um, cause I think WCW came on like an hour beforehand, so I yeah. would watch WCW the first hour, and then I would watch uh, Raw and kind of flip between the two. So you picked it up during the Monday Night Wars, then? Yeah. Now, yeah. when you started, was this after WWE had already started smoking WCW or not yet? No, nah, this is when WCW had the upper hand. Okay, so you, so you went from that far back. I just love that I'd assume I'm probably significantly older than you, and you brought up the TV Guide channel before I did. <laughs> I, hey, forgot man, that that. Thing, I forgot that thing even existed. That's how you get your information, man. You want to know what you're watching, you got to go to the TV Guide channel. I know. I used to be on that thing all the time. Uh, so you fell in love with wrestling back, height of the Attitude Era. Um, we may get into that a little bit, but moving on to the next question. Uh, who is your all-time Mount Rushmore, your four favorite of all time? That's hard sometimes, and mine may be changing real soon, but I'm curious to know what your Mount Rushmore is. Uh, okay. Well, I'm pretty sure I have my four. Mm-hmm. The fourth one's kind of 
iffy, but not really. Okay. So it's definitely there's three that's definite. There's no question about it. Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, and I just said it was definite. I forgot my third one. That's that's <laughs> really crazy. Uh, I'd say uh, Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennon. Wow. And probably the fourth one. I had the fourth one in my mind. I really forgot. That's crazy. Uh, this is my weakness on the show, by the way. If you notice, whenever uh, Alo asks a question to give like a list or something, I'm always trying to scurry to get everybody else to go first because I can't think on my feet like that. I'm actually pretty good with lists, but the third one just escaped me for some reason. I have no idea why. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely going Stone Cold. I'm going Scott Hall. I'm going Kurt Henning, and if I had to throw someone in there, I'd probably say Eddie Guerrero for the heck of it. Probably it's Eddie good. Guerrero. It's a good one to throw on there. I, You got one of my favorite Mount Rushmore's I've seen so far because I love all four of those guys, and three of them I don't think I've ever seen anyone else put on that Mount Rushmore. So I'm giving you a lot of credit for coming up with the most original Mount Rushmore we got. Um, so, Mr. Perfect, did you ever get to see him, like, in his time, or are you a fan of him from going back and watching? No, I actually, like, I don't remember every single thing, but mm-hmm. I definitely, like, seen his matches when I was younger. Okay, so, like, you I saw some of it. Yeah, so I didn't even, like, like I had to go back and find out that he was Mr. Perfect, because when I started mm-hmm. watching, he was Kurt Henning. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> this was WCW days then. Yeah, just like Scott Hall. Like, Scott Hall was Scott Hall when I started wrestling. He wasn't Razor Ramon at that time, so. Now, what kind of appreciation do you have for Razor, like, after knowing after the fact that he was Razor Ramon? Um, I mean, just going back and <clears throat> seeing it, it was just, I don't know, like, for me, it was just the, you know, the whole machismo thing and, and the <laughs> just the cool, the toothpick thing and, you know. It was just like he was just like the coolest guy, and it's like, yo, like this dude is like throwing toothpicks in people's faces, and they're not doing anything about it. Like that's crazy to me, and just like the whole thing with him, like you know, even when uh, he went over to WCW, he just like walks through the crowd and just like comes over the gate and like tells the dudes like, all right, get out the ring, like get out. Like, it's like, yo, who does this? Who yeah. is this guy? He so, came like, in as one guy and just took over the show. Yeah, and I'm like, it's two of you in the ring. Like, you can definitely take him out. And he's just like, yeah, get out. Come on, give me the microphone. I want to talk. And he's like, who are you? So so that just did it for me. And as far as, like, Kurt Henning, like, I don't know. Like, he was just like, he he's like, I don't know. He's like a wrestler's wrestler. Like, he could just do it all. And it, it's funny, today I was having a conversation with uh, another wrestling guy. And um, we were talking about the NWO. And I was like, you know, I was like, if they'd have kept the cord three, you know, Hogan, Nash, Scott Hall, it's like that. I was like, that'd have been dope. Then you like they bring in a giant, just as like an extra enforcer. Bring in Kurt Henning, he's the wrestling guy, and and you know I think uh who's uh the, the mouthpiece originally supposed to be uh uh what's his name? Uh, can't think of his name. It's not Bischoff. It's the other guy. Um, Wait, can't think of his name. NWO. Yeah, it was um they brought him over. Uh, Rick Rude, right? Oh Rick yeah, Rick Rude, yeah. original yeah. member of DX. Yeah, kid, get Bischoff out of here. Get Rick mm-hmm. Rude as the, the mouthpiece. You bring Kurt Henning in the giant and, and kept it just those guys. And like, but when it, but when they started bleeding out and just bringing all these extra guys in, I was like, ah, it's too much. Like, it's getting way too much. Yeah, half the roster was in the NWO in some way, shape, or form. 
Uh, yeah, like it just became like a gangland. Like it was like the LWO, <laughs> the NWO, these guys over here, the back jobbers, and it was like, why are you all in clicks? Like, yeah, you can't crazy. all you can't all be one. You can't all be in the NWO, and everybody on the roster can't be in a group. Like, there's got to be some guys who aren't. Yeah, it was just like even like just people like why do the jobbers have a click? Like why does the, all the like Latinos have a click? Like why, what is going on over here? Like what are you guys doing? Yeah, it it was unnecessary. It was kind of part of what made WCW get real stale. Um, I love what you said about Mister Perfect being a wrestler's wrestler because I feel like you hear when you hear a lot of these wrestlers on podcasts, they all talk about Hennig, like how great he was, the type of advice he gave them. And then the Mr. Perfect character, I was like a kid, probably like 10, 12 years old when Mr. Perfect came along. And those vignettes he used to do, the promos he cut, like they would legitimately piss me off as a kid. Like I hated him. Yeah. Uh, like I wanted to see him lose so bad. And then obviously, you know, you start figuring out what's really going on and you appreciate it. But that's how good he was. Like he could actually get that type of reaction from you that a heel is supposed to get. And then you know it was, what? I just, it was fun to watch, too. I just thought of a fifth person, if I could add to my mouth, Rushmore. And I'm pretty sure this was my third person. <laughs> and he's like, he reminds me so much of Kurt. Like, they were kind of the same. Like, mm-hmm. they were just so good and annoying. Like, it just was great <laughs> to me. Owen Hart. Oh, man. I, I told you already how much I respected your Rushmore, and you made me respect it even more. Because uh, Owen Hart was phenomenal. And I think a lot of people like to talk about how good he was like unfortunately when somebody dies all of a sudden they become more popular than they ever were when they were alive but owen was one of those guys who was not as appreciated in his time and now luckily everybody has finally caught on to like how great this guy was absolutely and you know i think it's 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 crazy because i like i mean our, everyone in our hearts are great wrestlers but i think mm-hmm. like after owen Maybe some maybe even say before on, but definitely like to me after on is definitely Teddy Hart. Like Teddy Hart is amazing. Like, and it's sad, it's sad that he's never like really got into the WWE. But, but yeah. Do you, do you see him as one of the best guys who's never gotten in WWE? Absolutely. Is there anybody you'd put ahead of him, best guys never to wrestle in WWE? Well, uh, I was I don't know if I would necessarily put him ahead of him, but I would mm-hmm. put him in that class of mm-hmm. people that I wanted to see, and that would be P.D. Williams. Oh, wow. Now, what do you think about Jay Lethal? Uh, he's never – he's a good wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He just never really did it for me. <laughs> but um, but he's definitely a great wrestler. Like, I wouldn't take anything from him at all. Yeah, I'm curious because he, he's my favorite guy that's never been in WWE. He was like – I loved the, uh, the Black Machismo character. It cracked me up. Uh, his flair stuff cracked me up. And I love the stuff he did in Ring of Honor, like, last spring through the summer and really even up to the start of the new year. Unfortunately, doing the podcast, writing the column, I really don't have any time for anything other than WWE right now. So I haven't yeah. seen anything he's done in, like, nine months. But, yeah, he's one of my favorites that's never been in WWE. So, well, well, he he has done one of my favorite things. He's he's just cut his hair, like, recently, like, <laughs> yeah. uh I think the Bucks cut it off, and I was just like, yes. I mean, the way they did it was just like, yo, this is, like, really bad because, like, his yeah. braids were still in. Uh-huh. I think it was, like, bleeding a little bit. And yeah. I was like, that doesn't look like it's fun. <laughs> but, like, I'm glad that he cut the hair. I'm just like, 
you don't need like it's 2016. Like braids are kind of corny. Yeah. And it's just like you were whole and he had beads on them and I drove me crazy. Just like <laughs> just take these things off, please. Yeah, the, the so. shape ten is better. Now I don't know how much of an NFL guy you are, or this is funny to me. Who do you think had worse braids, Jay Lethal or Jerry Rice? They're both are pretty bad. <laughs> so they're running neck and neck for the worst braids ever? Yeah, they they were competing <laughs> weekly, like, who had the worst braids. They're, uh, they're both pretty bad. So we got your favorites of all time. Obviously, you still love wrestling now. Who are, like, four or five of your favorite guys currently, or, or women, competing in pro wrestling right now? Well, honestly, like, I think, like, you, like, I, I had a period of time where I wasn't watching for mm-hmm. a while, and I kind of came back in, like, and it's sad, because I kind of came back in, like, at the end of when Punk was, like, on his way out, yeah. so I missed <laughs> a lot of the greatness of Punk, mm-hmm. and I really wish he would have stuck around, because it's, like, he left, and, like, all the people, like, that he was ranting about and ranting for, they're all there now, so it's just, like, you were yeah. the first Indian over the hill, and now <laughs> you're not even there right. to participate, <laughs> so it's just sad, and, but, um... Right now, I mean, obviously, Kevin Owens, I'm I'm an antagonist guy. You can antagonize people. <laughs> I love you. So, like, Kevin Owens, definitely. Seth Rollins, definitely. The laugh is what does it. Like, mm-hmm. he just, like, oh, my gosh, the laugh is just so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you are being a jerk. Like, you do not have to laugh like that. But it's so funny to me. It is. It's great. But uh, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, um, Sasha, uh, AJ Styles, obviously, like, yeah. man, if you if you're a wrestling fan, like a wrestling fan, he's like a wrestler's wrestler. Like, you have to like AJ Styles. It's just, um, I I love the New Day. I love I love what they do. Like, they're just mm-hmm. I, they're, they're even though they're they're uh, over right now. Like, their faces like they they're starting as heels. Like, they were just a bunch of antagonists. So yeah. it's like. Even though they're a face now, it's like I still love it. I love everything that Jericho was doing. Like mm-hmm. this guy, like the fact that he brought the list back like, <laughs> and made it something different this time around yeah. just shows how genius he is. Like, just like his whole thing with Mick Foley, like two weeks ago, he's like stealing catchphrases <laughs> and puts it on the list. I'm like, this guy is a genius. My gosh, like he's amazing. But um, and I like uh, I like American Alpha too. I, I like them. Uh, um, I really hope they like bring Benjamin in or Kurt Angle and like do like a Angle 2.0 or something like that with those guys with them and just kind of have them under him. Yeah, I would love to see that. I hope they kind of like unleash them a little bit more too. Yeah, I, I feel like they pulled them. Like they they kind of pushed them out and now they like pulled them back a mm-hmm. little bit. And I don't know why, but I feel like when they finally do, like, let them off the hook a little bit, let them do their thing, like, it's, it's going to be amazing. Because, like, really, when you look at the roster, like, those dudes, like, really wrestle. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, you kind of got to get people, like, not to say no one else can't, like, mm-hmm. but, like, those dudes really wrestle. It's like, so it's hard to, like, pull that back and say, like, hey, dial it back. Like, no, they really wrestle. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's hard to not put the titles on them because it's like, it's. But yeah, I love them because their whole rival with, uh, with the uh, the revival just like it, it it enhanced like my my love for those guys. Even the revival too, I like I like them as well. You know what? And I'm I'm glad you said that because we have given them a little bit of a bad rap on Matt Madness. I know Alo hates the revival, and I know I was no big fan, but they do the job of of annoying you. 
Uh, like it's the it's the psychology. The mm-hmm. It's the psychology in a match. Like I forgot which match it was, but the one match where uh, Dash Waters on the ropes, he gets down off the ropes, climbs under the ring, comes up from under the ring, and yeah. pulls Chad Gable down. I'm like, no one is anybody seeing this. Like this guy is a genius. Like is anyone watching this? And then like uh, when they fought Enzo and Cash, and Enzo did the leap out to try to get the mm-hmm. hot tag, and and uh, and. Uh, What's the other guy's name? Uh, not Dash. Uh, the other oh, guy. I forgot his name at the moment. Stop. Yeah, he put he like he like shoulder blocked him out of the air, <laughs> like mid air. I'm like, yo, I'm like, like that's real. Like yeah. this guy was literally threw himself in the air and got shoulder blocked by mm-hmm. him. Like it was like that's amazing to me. So it's like, I mean, I see why people may not like him, but I'm like, I just see the little intricate things that they do, and I'm like, that's genius. Like that's good. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that shoulder block because. I, and again, I, I forget a lot of these little details along the way, but when I saw that, I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen that as a way to, like, break up a tag like that, where he came running across and shoulder blocked him. And now I feel like I'm seeing it more often. Like, I'm seeing yeah. it every now and again now, and I feel like that might have been a thing. I mean, they might not have started it, but I don't remember seeing it before. It stood out to me at the time. Um, but, yeah, they, they've had a really good run with those titles. And they make you root for the team that's against them every time. Like they, they actually kind of bring everybody up with them. I feel like. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I just remembered his name now. It's funny, but Scott Dawson, I think mm-hmm. like he, he really is like out of those two, he's really the antagonist. He really sells it. Like even with the whole top guys out thing, like he's yeah. really the one who sells it. <laughs> and then it's just like when they're in the ring, dash does all the, like the little intricate thing that you have to like rewind back. Like, yo, did he just crawl under the ring? Like he crawled <laughs> under the ring. So like, it's just like they kind of feed off each other doing different things, but like on the mic, Dash he he sells it with the with the words, and then Dawson just I mean uh, Wilder just does like the other stuff in the ring, and it's like it just it goes together well. Like yeah, they're so, a great I don't know. team. Yeah, great team. Uh, now you mentioned I got to ask you this: you mentioned how much you love Kevin Owens, how much you love Seth Rollins, and the Seth Rollins laugh. Were you in heaven when Kevin Owens mocked Seth Rollins' laugh? Oh yeah, because that, that whole that, <laughs> that whole thing with them too, where he was like, first of all, that laugh is annoying. Like I was like, oh my, I was like this, I was like, I could listen to this for the rest of the hour. Like I don't even need to see it, match. Just let these two banter back and forth. Like this is amazing because it's like it's the two best talkers on Raw to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, let them talk. Like just let them go at each other. Like even when. They had uh, him, those two, and Cass and Roman Reigns in the ring. And those two, just the stuff that they were doing, I'm like, just let them go. Like, Roman, say nothing. Cass, you can, <laughs> I mean, you're obviously going to say a couple words. Yeah. That's cool. But I'm like, just let these two talk. Like, mm-hmm. let them go. Like, yeah, it was amazing to me. They're both gold on, on the mic. Um, and I know you're as big of a mark for Sasha Banks as I am. Do Absolutely. You, yes. Do you think... Are, are you cool with her being, like, the, the fan favorite? They're almost – I talk about this all the time. She's kind of like the uh, – they're giving her, like, the HBK. He had the, uh, you know, the boyhood dream storyline. They're giving her, like, the girlhood dream storyline. Do you prefer that, uh, where she gets to be, like, emotional, fans love you, Sasha? Or do you want to see, like, the boss come back? I mean, I feel like 
it's and my whole my theory is always when you're a great heel, you're gonna get over regardless. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So like I love her in that boss character. I mean, I don't know if anyone remembers, she made the little girl that loves Bailey cry. Oh, like, yeah. the, I'm like, <laughs> oh I'm like, this is a great you're a great heel. Like you're the heel. Like you made a kid cry. Mm-hmm. Like this is, like who doesn't like <laughs> when is the last time you literally seen a heel get in a kid's face and make them cry real tears? Like I'm like, she's the best. Like, this is it. Like, I'm sold. But um, I, I like the boss character, but, like, it's just, like, even if she does the boss character, she's still just going to be over. Like, people are still going to do it. And even in that element of her being the boss, there's that light pocket of vulnerability where she you know she's allowed to be emotional she's allowed to cry right because we know that she's um, we know that she's like that mm-hmm. she's gonna come out and anybody it don't care who you are you could be the toughest of the toughest person if you win something that you've been chasing your whole life you're gonna have an emotional moment so i mean i, I would like to see the boss character but i, I mean it's hard because she's in there with, with with charlotte who's obviously the hill in this picture who's developed as a hill a good hill herself in my personal opinion oh yeah um but but um i think I mean, she's always the boss. I think it's toned down a little bit more because she's obviously over as a face. But, I mean, I think once she intensifies that whole boss thing again, I think it'll probably be with, when she goes with Bailey because I feel like Sasha's going to do the whole thing with Dana and they're going to flip it. Yeah, now do you think that Bailey can get Sasha some of her heel heat back? Um, I think... Or do you think it'll, be, it'll ultimately always be kind of like the crowd is just cheering for both of them no matter what? I think it's going to be the crowd is going to cheer for both of them, especially those who watch NXT. It's going to be hard because I feel like the, when you come, when you're in NXT, it's something about that crowd. They get it. Like, they get what you're trying to do. And once you go to the main roster and you're in those big crowds, like, a lot of those people, I don't think, watch NXT. So it's like they kind of, like, they have a different aspect of watching these two people. So it's like for those of us who paid attention to NXT and we've seen this, we like, this is great. Give us this. Allow them to go and do what they've already done. Like, but those people who are in these bigger crowds who don't watch NXT, it's like, oh, this girl's good. This girl's good. It's going to be a good match. It's like, no, like you guys are missing a whole story to this yeah. this piece of greatness that is in front of you. And you don't even know how great it is because you haven't watched the, the their beginning. Yeah. Now, this is something that I know Aaron has a problem with. I know it's something I have a problem with. And I know both Joe and Eric have the same problem. They like WWE will tell you, uh, oh, well, Raw can't be like NXT because NXT caters to a very specific audience. And our whole audience doesn't watch NXT. But then when a lot of these NXT stars come up to WWE... They treat them as if everybody should already know who they are. When they already told us, we know everybody doesn't watch. So do you think they do a good enough job of presenting the people from NXT when they come up? Or do you think they should really focus on doing a better job of acclimating the main roster audience to the NXT talent? I think that they could do a better job. Like, I feel like before they started, like, like I feel like, Probably Kevin Owens is probably the last person that they bought up in a major way. Like, he, like, come up, he comes in. Like, and the story behind, like, what he did that night before he came out was hilarious, too. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> like, but, I don't uh, think I did. Well, uh, he was, like, talking to Vince. And Vince pulled him aside in, in the office. He's like, come here. He's like, uh... He's like, you're coming up tonight. And he's like, well, you know, people are going to be asking me, like, what am I doing here? So what do you want me to say? And he's like, well, tell them go F themselves. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, all right. 
<laughs> so like I guess he was just in the hallway just like doing that or whatever and like he came out and then approached John Cena and then people were like oh okay this is what's going on <laughs> but like I feel like he's the last person who kind of got that like that pull up and it's just like oh snap like who is this like it, I mean obviously if you're watching NXT you know who that is yeah. but it's like if you don't it's like who is this large guy with this stomach and this title <laughs> and bothering John Cena yeah so but, like, I feel like it's it's kind of like that. But I feel like with the draft, it kind of, like, it diluted a lot of it because it's like they, they drafted a lot of great people. But yeah. it's like now that you drafted them, if you don't watch NXT, you kind of have to build them up. So, like, a Carmella, she got drafted. If you don't watch NXT, you don't even know who that Carmella is. You right. don't know what she does. So, like, and I, feel, and I but I do feel like that made it easy for somebody like a Carmella to say, okay, we're going to turn you heel because no one, like, the, the large majority of people don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. They don't know your character so it's going to be easier to turn her heel it's going to be easier to uh to turn uh you know uh sasha in to a face because like if you don't if you haven't watched her other than with this whole year and a half that she's been here that they've been here it's easier to get her over as a face because people are going to love her right so i feel like for some people it works for some people it didn't for corbin uh and and apollo i like corbin but i feel like they're moving him up he like on nxt he was the guy who like Okay, you're an indie dude. You're coming in. I'm Baron Corbin. I'm gonna beat yeah. you up. But, yeah. <laughs> so like, but like, I feel like moving him to the main roster. It's like, man, there's so many people there. Like, who are you gonna beat up? Like, now he's just beating up like Kalisto every five seconds. Yeah, like, yeah. Every time so, you see him, that's what he's doing. Yeah, and I just feel like <laughs> Apollo Cruz. Like they, I mean, they. He's a great wrestler. Like there's no doubt in that, but he has no personality. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that 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 kills him. And I feel like he, they should have kept him down on NXT and allowed him to build more. Yeah, my feeling on that was always the point of NXT is not learning how to wrestle for the most part. The point of NXT is learning how to be a character, and yeah. they didn't do that for him. Like t- to me, they did him a huge disservice. Like, yeah. he, he could wrestle from the before he even got there. He was always capable in the ring. It was the other stuff that he needed help on. And I don't know if he's any different now than he was before he got to NXT. Like, I don't think they no. did anything to him. They uh, did nothing. Yeah. Vince saw that he was a jackleet, and he <laughs> brought him up. The, are, are you a fan of the phrase jackleet, or are you saying that, like... I am completely saying that in sarcasm. That <laughs> is a terrible saying. That is ridiculous. So and I... I I agree with Aaron when he says, get David a tongue off my television. At first, I was giving him a chance. I was like, oh, I'll give him one more week. Then that second week, I was just like, I agree wholeheartedly. Get that man off my television. Yeah, and it's, it really isn't getting any better. It's not. It's oh, it's terrible. It's like even his like he tried to do do what Morrow does. Like mm-hmm. he'll say like something like out of like urban culture, like and try yeah. to reference it. And it's just like no, like that doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Like what are you talking about? Yeah, it, it doesn't. He doesn't get that stuff over. Um, so this next question is tough for most people to answer, and a lot of people don't really answer it. But do you have a favorite match of all time? Favorite match of all time. Um, and don't feel any pressure to have to say one because I know it's a difficult. It's a difficult task to come up with just one, especially watching re- as long as you have. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like a match that is like, all right, this is memorable to me. Like this is something that I fully remember. I think. Um. 
I don't know. It's a lot of matches. My goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there are an awful lot of wrestling matches. Um, I think for me, I'm going to say, and this is just out of recent memory, mm-hmm. like, because I remember, like, going back watching, because I just bought um the DVD recently, mm-hmm. and after seeing that match, I'm like, I remember that night. That was a big night. I would have to say, like, when Eddie Guerrero won the title. From Brock. Um, yeah, I would say, like, one, I mean, Eddie Guerrero wasn't no little guy at that time. Like, he was a big dude at that time. He put the weight on. But it's still, like, you're facing Brock Lesnar. Like, I don't know if people are really expecting him to beat him. No. But, like, just him to, to get that title. And just, like, the joy. Like, that dude, the joy that dude had, like, getting that title. Like, he stood up on the – like, he was standing over everything. Like, he was on the table. He was on the guardrail. He was on people. Like, he was just standing on Anything everything. he could find that he could stand yes. on, he was standing You, on stand there. I'm going to stand on you. Table, standing on it. Chair, I'm standing on it. Like, he was just – like he was just like amazing, like. But like, as far as like a recent memory, like I like stuff like that. Like I can't pinpoint every match, but it's like I like when they they have that good slow build of getting a character to the point where, the, you know, even like Daniel Bryan probably more recently, like the whole thing of him having to go through the whole, you know, the uh, authority and evolution to get to that title. Like that's a good build. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like I feel like honestly I feel like SmackDown is starting to do that with their storylines. I feel like they're kind of taking that kind of approach, like they're building stuff. Um, but like I I just I've, I've always like matches like that where they they took the time to build the the storyline to build um the, the the you know the 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 build up and it, it, it accumulate it culminates into something big with the person finally getting the title honestly uh and i don't hate roman reigns but i, I didn't like it when roman reigns did it i didn't like it when they did it with him and i think it's more so just because like i know this is supposed to be seth mm-hmm. but he's hurt so they're right. doing it with you <laughs> but it's okay because i know who it's really for yeah so so it was it was not so much about roman as it wasn't so much about who it was it was more about who it wasn't yeah, it was just like you. they're doing. You're, you're supposed to be Seth, but you're not. <laughs> but it's okay. Like I know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate you for that. Uh, you just brought up SmackDown. Um, this actually leads me to something else I wanted to ask you because it's something I've been thinking about a lot the last couple weeks. The brand split is now a little over two months old. I think they've each had a brand exclusive pay per view. Do you feel like one brand is standing out above the other? Not ratings, anything like that. Just enjoyable to watch uh their creative being better their match is better their characters better is there either, either of the brands do you feel one is separating itself from the other well me personally i don't care about the ratings like, i watch mm-hmm. the shows the day a day later so like yeah i'm not watching live <laughs> anyway so like my my viewing does not count it doesn't even right. matter but um but um, I, I definitely feel like SmackDown, like even though SmackDown is like super thin, mm-hmm. they're like what they have, they are using it to the best of their abilities. And it's like right now it's, it's taking some time, but it's like they're building the stories, they're building the rivalries, they're making something out of nothing. And it, like Raw, I think Raw, like I feel like if it's if it's not like. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens are like Enzo and Cass like, or Jericho. Like you shouldn't just you shouldn't be making promos or talk. Or Rusev. Rusev is amazing. <laughs> Rusev for somebody who literally has broken English, like <laughs> like he is amazing. Uh, like he's hilarious. But um, but like even like I just feel like like 
like them getting who they can, like, you know, bringing Rhino and Heath Slater on who, like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, those dudes are, they got themselves over. Like, <laughs> it happens every once in a while that somebody just has enough charisma to say, all right, you don't want to put me over, I'll put myself over. Right. And, like, it's just amazing to see what they did. Like, it's, and I feel like SmackDown is just like that. It's just like, you know, like, okay, we're going to give you this spot. It's up to you to make something of it. And, like, they, like these guys are just going out there and they're making something of it. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, like, completely taking off. Like, And I said about Carmella earlier, I'm like, Carmella, like, she's by herself. She's on SmackDown. And then she turns heel. She starts attacking Nikki. And, like, now it's like, okay, like, this is something I want to see. I want to yeah. see these two go at. <laughs> it's like I never would have thought, like, months ago, like, I'm going to watch want to watch something that Carmella's in wrestling, like, right. with someone. And it's like, now it's like, yeah, I, I want to see what they're going to do. I want to watch this. Yeah. So and I love I love that they put the title on AJ like I'm like this is good like this is what we wanted like I feel like on Raw like Vince is just like no like oh you guys want this you'll love this you're not getting it so what like and it's just I feel like Shane's at least cares enough to say hey I'll I'll do the right thing I'll put the belt on AJ here so so I don't know I just feel like SmackDown is just like even though they have a thinner roster they're just making lemons lemonade out of lemons and it's just it's it's becoming good and I feel like they're they're, they're match vignettes like when they mm-hmm. you know pull up like they're so much better than Raw so I'm like you're the you're the major show how are your vignettes so trash like who's doing your graphics like they're so trash yeah. Like the no mercy thing, I want to put that as like my laptop wallpaper, like the AJ Styles, John Cena, and Dean Ambrose. I'm like, this is great imagery right yeah. here. I'm a graphic artist, so like that's why it bothered me so much. I'm just like, this is. So you're looking such... at it from like a whole different point of view of like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like, this is great, SmackDown. I see Raws. I'm like, this like the the uh, the Clash of the Champions thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the old one. Like you brought up the three <laughs> separate pictures, and then you put up the picture, and I'm like, this is trash. Like you didn't even take new pictures like you, you oh my gosh it's just it oh my gosh it annoys me so much it's like you guys didn't even take new pictures for this like they have grown so much it's like what if big e grew a beard you would still put up the picture of him without a beard like this is just you're lazy you are lazy just change the pictures at least that's all i ask lazy is a very good way to put it like they they can be accused of being lazy in a lot of areas on raw like they just take Absolutely. for granted these people will keep watching every week no matter what we do so we'll just do what we want to do. And I'm upset that they sent the cruiserweights there because I'm like, it's like they, they get to highlight a section, but I'm like, it would mean so much more on SmackDown because mm-hmm. they could use them in more than just that cruiserweight setting. Right. I couldn't agree with that anymore. I was disappointed the second that I heard that. Like, I get we have more time on Raw to ex- give them exposure, but I do think SmackDown would have been, been the better atmosphere and the better environment for those guys. Um. And this is something I said last week, is you get 70 minutes into SmackDown, you're like, oh, we're, we're about to go in for the close on this show. You get 70 minutes into Raw, and you're like, oh, my God, I still got two hours left to watch this. Like, it's just I don't even a watch, marathon. I don't even watch the first hour, because I just feel like, what for? Like, it's, it's, it's pointless. I don't know. I'm not watching the first hour. So I really only probably watch about two hours of the show. Or maybe, I don't even know if it's the more meaningful part, because at this point, I don't even know what's <laughs> meaningful of the show anymore. But I pretty much only watch about two hours of it, so I'm not overwhelmed with it as much as everyone mm-hmm. else is. Do you, uh, do you watch the opening segment, or you just skip everything in the first hour? I basically watch when, like, people come down to the ring and they actually really start the show. Like, I don't, like, I don't care for everything else. Like, <laughs> like I just, I can't do it. Like, I just, 
about the the last two hours. Like, just give me the show and then like let me go about my business. I don't want to watch an extra hour for what? What am I watching this for? Yeah, if you're not gonna build anything out of it, I, then don't waste my time. <laughs> That's uh, how I feel a lot. Like our, our time is getting taken for granted quite often. Um, other thing I wanted to get to. So I wasn't sure, like I said, when you started watching, how long you had been watching. And I know a lot of people have uh, a lot of nostalgia for the Attitude Era. Do you still do you enjoy do you enjoy WWE as much now as you did during that time? Um, or do you I feel think like the Attitude Era blows away what they're doing now. It's 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 a lot of steam let out of it, um, and I think it has to do a lot with that PG rating. And I feel like Vince's back isn't against the wall, so he's not pushing the envelope on a lot of things anymore. I feel like I mean that attitude area was like, all right, we're going against WCW, and he had like, you know, he was getting his his main guys taken, like you know, like Hawks going, Randy's going, mm-hmm. Hall Nashter going. So it's like, okay, uh. Uh, you, uh, Hunter Harris Hamza, you're you're Triple H now. You're gonna <laughs> do this. Uh, uh, Rock, take that take that crap off. Put uh, put some shades and a Versace shirt on and <laughs> grow your, your your sideburns. Oh, you can do an eyebrow thing. That's great. We're gonna do that. Um, uh, you, Stone Cold, you're gonna feud with me. Uh, learn how to drive everything in the arena and just bring it out every week and hit us with it. That's great. Mankind, uh, Foley, hit. Oh, you got a leather mask. That's great. Put it on and be weird. Go in the boiler room and figure something out. Oh, take it. You're you're dark and creepy and scary. That's great. And you're tall. Oh, Kane's your brother. That's great. You guys are going to do crazy, weird stuff. That's you know crazy and weird. So it's just like I, like after that, like I felt like that's the his his time where he was like building characters, and like it was his back was against the wall. So it was just like all right, you guys go up there and do something and make it work. And it was just it was happening. But I feel like now it's just like it's 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 a lot of like holds on the reins. No pun intended. Yeah. And it's like um. <laughs> And they're just like they're they're holding people back, and I feel like like certain people they kind of get that they they let go a little bit. Seth obviously they let go, Jericho, Owens they let go, Heath Slater, you know they were probably just like kind of trying to waiting to write him off, and he just like no yeah. like I'm gonna get over. <laughs> so I just feel like the couple guys they once they let them go and be who they are, they get over. But when they just try to like hold on to them, like all right do this do this do this, it, it's like we can see through that. Yeah. We don't want that. So. But I feel like, yeah, that, that, the Attitude Era, it won't be duplicated again. Not as long as they have that PG rating. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely won't be duplicated again. <laughs> yeah, and Vince, you mentioned this, and this is what I think is the biggest thing, is Vince Vince doesn't have any competition. The only thing he really got to worry about is, like, his shareholders and I feel like his TV contracts and stuff like that. So, ultimately, he's able to just play it safe all the time. And playing it safe is not going to get you ahead. And I think that's why it's turned a lot of people off because they're not they're not striving to do anything great anymore. They're just going out there and putting on a show every week. And I Pretty don't much. hold yeah, I don't hold that against the talent. I think the talent right now may be better than ever. Like top to bottom. I don't know if they've ever had this much talent before, but they're just not they're not finding ways to use it the right way. 
unfortunately. Yeah, they're not. And I feel like, and I, I wrote, I actually posted something on Facebook mm-hmm. about this a while ago because I see like a lot of guys who are like, like avid wrestler watchers, like, oh, this is crap. They're doing this and they're doing that. I'm like, some of this stuff is like, obviously, it's for kids. Like yeah. AJ Styles when they did when he did the thing where he's his balls were like on the rope, yeah. so like, and they bounced it up and down. I'm like, he obviously could have got off the rope. Like who right. sits there with their balls on the rope and that hurts? <laughs> like, and I'm like, obviously, this is for children. Like they think that's hilarious because children. Mm-hmm. Think, I mean, it happened so much recently. Like I don't know if you noticed, but I'm like everything is like a kick in the balls, a yep. punch in the balls. Your balls are on the rope. Mm-hmm. It's like this is stuff that kids laugh at they think that's funny like <laughs> and i know this because i've worked with kids before so people get kicked in places and they just start cracking up like i don't know yeah. what it is about kids and balls but it's just <laughs> they find it hilarious it but is. it's just like obviously this stuff is just like it's for kids so it's like stuff when it's like what are they doing it's like i dial it back and i'm like i know what they're doing like they're doing this for children because yeah. like only a child will like this because there's no way as a grown man i'm supposed to like this so that's like the most logical way of thinking about some of this stuff as i've probably ever heard and because it is, I mean, they, it's a PG rating. Uh, if you go to a live event, uh, whether it's a, a raw, whether it's a pay-per-view, you see a ton of little kids there, like under 10 years old. Yeah. I actually have an issue with that. Cause I'm, <laughs> I, I, I went to raw and I went to uh, the one that was at UD this year. Uh-huh. Um, and I went to the one at raw and I'm just in a, it's a couple of adults in the section. And there's a kids like, you know, they're like, Oh, we like Roman and we like this. And we're like, all right, I'm like, you're a child. You're supposed to like them. Like, that's cool. Like, you don't, you don't know any better. Like, yeah. That's fine. And then we're like, I thought somehow I don't know where CM Punk's name came out, but CM Punk's name came out. And they're like, oh, CM Punk sucks. And like all the adults in the area were looking at the kid, like, you know, just shut up, like, cause you're a kid, like, yeah. you're making this all mad right now, so you don't, you don't really understand. And it's like, guys, like, he's a kid. He's supposed to like. Roman Reigns. Like today, I, uh, mm-hmm. I I used to work with kids, and I went over to the uh, to the place where I used to work. And one kid, like I actually was showing them the shirt you guys got me. Mm-hmm. And it, and then one kid's like, "Man, it's not Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose." And I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, "You're a kid. Like, I can't. <laughs> I get it. I you're supposed to like them. I get it. I'm not even gonna be mad at you because you don't even you can't fathom." what's going on on this table with these shirts because mm-hmm. you, you're worrying about Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. Yeah. But it's okay. Like, I forgive you. <laughs> yeah, because if we were kids at this time, those are the guys we probably would be liking right now. Yeah, um, the most flashy, comic booking looking guys. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, he looks like Batman or something. <laughs> I like him. But, like, as you grow up, you, like, you start looking at – it's just like football. It's like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, football is great. They're hitting each other. But as you grow up, you start looking at things like, oh, yo, he can catch like this. Or, oh, he's a really good passer. Oh, he can – you know, you start looking at the more logistical things, like, you know, the skillfulness in it. Right. Yeah. As you get older, that is that you appreciate. This goes right back to what I said about Mr. Perfect early in the show. As a kid, I hated that guy. And then as I got to understand what was going on – I had the utmost respect for him because I'm like, oh, my God, this guy was incredible. Like, he, he really legitimately was Mr. Perfect because every, every aspect of a pro wrestler, he was great at it. You know, he was great on the microphone. He was great in the ring. He had a great character. Uh, he was funny. He was annoying. Uh, he, he chewed did, gum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he was a good bowler. He was a good golfer. He was a good basketball player. He could do everything. Um so, yeah, as a kid, you definitely view it differently. And that it, it does cause, like, a weird – it causes a weird disconnect within the fans, but it also causes a big disconnect for WWE. Like, how can you cater this thing to both audiences? There really is no way to do it unless you're doing, like, little bits here and there. 
Yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of like I feel like wrestling right now is kind of like, and I hate to use this analogy, but mm-hmm. it's true. It's like it's like you have like WWE is like you know your wife and your kids. It's like you know this is your your happy family. But every now and again, you kind of got to go cheat with like New Japan or ROH <laughs> or something yeah. like that, just to really get your rocks off. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> I can see that, and and I get why. I get why a lot of the fan base does gravitate towards New Japan or Ring of Honor. Uh, I don't think anybody's gravitating towards TNA, but there's nothing to gravitate towards. <laughs> no. Uh, now, how do you, from... how, so you were, were you going to mention Broken Matt Hardy? I mean, he's obviously the thing there. Like, I mean, I, I feel like you could literally go to TNA and just put Matt Hardy in the ring by himself, and that's pretty much TNA <laughs> to watch. There's nothing else there to really watch. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, I feel like TNA is just like WCW, like the ending at this point. Like, everybody who's there that's a major name, they're there just collecting a check, waiting to see what happens. Yeah. Do you think there's any um, – there's obviously no hope for them competing for WWE. Do you think there's any hope of them turning it around and being, like, a viable alternative for anybody? No, I feel like I feel like it's pretty much done. I feel like Vince is just waiting to buy that library, mm-hmm. so it could legitimize. Because I feel like once they once he gets a hold of that library, like you can't deny like those title reigns over there. Like even like um, with the Dudley Boys, like if Bubba Ray and Devon stay there, mm-hmm. like once you get a hold of that library, you can't just call Bubba Ray. Oh, he's just a tag team champion. No, you have to account every belt that he's won there as well. Like. You can't, you can't discredit even like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, uh, Sting, all these guys, like all of those titles that they had there, like that immediately equates to what they had in WWE as well. Once he gets a hold of that library, right. and it's gonna make it's gonna make everyone's story even more elaborate because then they could talk about the greatness of so like AJ Styles, like we like we know how great AJ mm-hmm. Styles is, but like once like they can get into that library of like, okay, we have TNA now. Now we have all their videos, all these matches, da 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 da. It it brings more into the story of who AJ Styles is. It brings more into the story of okay, Sting wasn't around. Story even more, especially those who are just like super great, like a Samoa Joe, a, a AJ Styles. You know, people like even a Bobby Roode, who's who's there now in NXT. Mm-hmm. Like when he comes up, it helps to build to his story. Yeah, and I, I'm like, I'm on the fence with that because, and I haven't thought about it that way of like what it does to the guys who are already in WWE. I just, I want to see them survive because. I want to see if they can do something different. Like, I want to see if they can present pro wrestling in a different way from what we've seen before. And I feel like somebody like Billy Corgan may want to do that, may really try to do that. And I want to at least see him get the opportunity to try it. Um, But I'm afraid that it is not going to happen. I'm pretty sure that it won't. Yeah, because I just feel like without that backing, it's easier to bury guys. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's easier to downplay them. Like, oh, who are you? Who are you? Can you make it here? Can you make it here? It's like, well, like, even like when they were doing that to AJ Mm Styles, like, can you make it here? It's like, Stu fought a lot of the greatest fighters around the world. Like, Like I'm pretty sure he can hang here. Like, it's like, it's, it's, it's obvious. Like, the first couple matches you had, it's just like, why are you asking him if he can hang here? Like, it's obvious he can hang here. Like, He's one of the best. Like, yeah, there's a reason I'm like, why I guess, he has the moniker for not the phenomenal one. 
Yeah, I'm like, he's not in NXT right now. He's on the main roster. So there's a reason why he's on the main roster. Like, there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. And I still, like, I, I, like, literally, like, watch him entering the Royal Rumble, like, once a week. Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, funny, a, it's funny that you said that because I was literally just about to ask you about that. Like, I was going to say, I just watched it last week. And, like, I still get goosebumps watching. That music hits, the way Roman looks up at the board, like, what is going on? And then you hear the pop. Unfortunately, we didn't see him right when he came out. But everything about his entrance gave me goosebumps. It was one of my, maybe, arguably my favorite moment of 2016, still. That's probably my favorite moment of the last decade. Like, yeah. Because it's just like, it, it comes on, and it's like, like, even Roman's like, who the heck is this? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you see the thing, and all you hear is the crowd going, ah. It's like, well, who the heck is this? And then you see him come out, it's like, no way. Like, it's like you see the rumors, it's like, all right, he's coming eventually yeah. or whatever. It's like, okay, he could possibly come to Royal Rumble. And then it's like the third entrant, and it's like, well, who is this? And it's like, <laughs> and then, did like, you see him. Did that even cross I'm, your mind at the time? Huh? Like, when you, were, when you were watching that live, did that even cross your mind that, like, oh, I think this might be AJ? Or are you um, totally blown away? I think once I heard, like, the crowd pop, I'm like, uh, it might be AJ. Mm-hmm. And then I seen him come out with the hood. I'm like, oh, my God, it's AJ. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, and I watched it, like, on my computer. I literally paused it because, like, that's how, like, the, I had to stop mid-marking because it's just like, I don't believe, like, this man is, like, coming down the WWE entrance ramp right now. And then, like, just the hilariousness, like, he comes down, and the way he looks at Roman is like, mm-hmm. Like you're the first person to have to wrestle, like yeah. you, because <laughs> it just looks like it's like like I'm like Roman has no idea like who he's about to get in the ring with, like. Yeah. But it was, was just cool it was amazing. Too. Like how cool was that? That the first time they presented him on WWE television, he's in there with the guy who at the time was like the, the biggest guy. guy in the company. Like to me, that said a lot about what they thought about him coming in. But I feel like, and it's funny that we we talk about that because I feel like. The Royal Rumble plays a part in why people hate started hating Roman. Because <laughs> in my personal opinion, I feel like whatever Royal Rumble it was that Roman won and Daniel Bryan got thrown out of, mm-hmm. I feel like after that moment that Daniel Bryan got thrown out, I feel like they started hating him from that moment. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people think about it like that, but like after that moment, like they started booing the crap out of him at that moment. And then when he won, it just intensified, and they've been booing him ever since. Yeah, now so so now you, you actually led me to another question that I didn't think I'd ever never even crossed my mind to ask this, but I'm glad that you brought that up. You said that you think that was the moment that people turned on Roman. Now I, I felt like it was the fact that everybody went in there like it's inevitable Roman Reigns is going to win this Royal Rumble. I think that's how most fans felt. But I think there was a small hope that like Daniel Bryan's back, maybe he will win it. Do you think if maybe he made it to the end of the Rumble before getting thrown out? maybe people wouldn't have been so hard on Roman, or do you think if they were going to be hard on him no matter what if he won? I feel like if he'd have made it to the end and lost, I feel like people would have started breaking Budweiser glass <laughs> bottles, and they would have literally tried to jump that barricade and kill Roman. Because so you think it would have been worse if Daniel Bryan would have been around? Oh, him? my gosh, it would have been worse. Like I feel like because there's so, it's so many other superstars who came after da- mm-hmm. after uh, Daniel got put out, so I feel like it softened the blow a little bit. Yeah. But if it got all the way to the end and Daniel got thrown out and Roman won, oh, they would have tried to kill him. <laughs> all right, so they made Because my thinking was like, 
I think once Daniel Bryan got thrown out, that gave any hope of anybody else winning. And it kind of, like, let the air out of the place. And then, yeah, and I think that... I think that one might have been in Philly, too. It was. Yeah, because when I went to Philly, like, uh, it was funny because me and my friend were walking up to the stadium, and this dude's like, why do people hate Roman Reigns so much? And I'm like, oh, buddy, I have a theory. <laughs> and I told the guy, he was like, huh, I never thought about that. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, and you're in Philly now. So, like, I'm, they're, I'm like, they're going to boo the crap out of him here, like, as soon as he comes out. Like, All right. And sure enough, when he came out, they, they, they it was people, like, preparing, <laughs> like, gargling. Yeah. Like, like preparing their boo for this man. Warming like up. They were, yes, they were like, take, it was vocal coaches there. Just People were gearing up to boo this man. Uh, so um, you brought that up. The, the You have a theory. You mentioned this to me earlier today. That you have a theory on why people hate Roman Reigns. Uh, so I want to get that theory. I've been waiting all day to hear it. And oh, no, then, that was it. That oh, was that was it. it. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to let that lead into, you actually came up with your own segment. Uh, I'm not even going to introduce it for you. I will allow you to introduce it yourself. So why don't you introduce to the Matt Madness Unsanctioned listeners uh, Donovan's own created segment for the show. All right. This segment is called 10 Things I Hate Not Named Roman Reigns. (laughs) I already like the title. So this is my this is this is what I have, and this, this isn't even just current stuff. Now this is like probably this is like a long rant over the right. year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go in. So number one, Tamina tugging her jacket when she comes down the entrance, <laughs> it drives me nuts. I hate it. It's I just don't understand. It's like we like just she doesn't know what to do with her hands. She's like at a welfare moment, like, so she just tugs the coat. And I'm just like, stop tugging that coat and just walk down the room. Yeah. Like, just walk, just walk down. Stop tugging it. Yeah, it's like a nervous uh, tick. It is, and it just it annoys. And she's not even on television. She's been nowhere near television. At all. <laughs> and it's still pissing you off. She hasn't been on. And TV it still in like six pisses months. me off. Because every time, and you know what it is? It's every time I see Naomi, I'm like, someone's missing, and she's not tugging that damn yeah. coat. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so I like number one. I like the pet peeve of number one. Number two. The shin curtain that Becky Lynch used to wear it used to drive me nuts. <laughs> now, when did she stop wearing it? Uh, it had to have been recently, probably like right, uh, right, like after the draft, because she switched her wardrobe up. Okay. So, so it was definitely like recently, within like the last two months, <laughs> where she stopped wearing it. But it used to drive me crazy because just like it made her feet look weird. <laughs> And I'm just like, why does her shin have curtains? Like, that makes no sense to me. No, I, me. I agree with that. I, I always thought it was an odd look myself. So we got two down. What is number three? Right. Number three, when luchadors wear regular clothes with their mask outside the <laughs> room. You don't think that's a good look? No, it's weird. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me. I get it, like, the whole pride behind the luchador mm-hmm. thing, but it's just like you, you have, a, like, a full-blown suit on with a yeah. mask. <laughs> The, the first thing that came to mind for me was Kalisto on, Kalisto, yes. <laughs> on ESPN, the day of WrestleMania, it being interviewed alongside the big show, wearing a full and, suit with the mask on. It does look weird. Oh, my. And because he just looks like a reptile. Like, it's, <laughs> it's Is there like, any take, luchador you've ever seen that could pull it off? Or it is it's across the board cannot be pulled off? Ray Myster- and I feel like this is just it's it's it's, it's a love thing maybe yeah. <laughs> Ray Mysterio possibly 
You're just giving him the benefit of the doubt because you like him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, and I feel like, I don't know. I feel like because he showed us his face, I can give him the benefit of the doubt. It's like, I know what you look like without the mask. So, like, right. I can just <laughs> put that over. I can just yeah. imagine that over that mask. You, you can overlay his actual face over top of the mask. Yeah, even though I, w- I wouldn't pay to see Psychosis wear a suit with that mask. <laughs> yeah, I, that'd be interesting, too. All right, so number four. But, number four. Uh, when Apollo Crews comes out and does the thing with his arms, but the smoke doesn't come out. <laughs> Isn't that always odd when somebody has a gesture that goes along with some type of event, and then the event doesn't actually happen? Like, a main roster thing. Cause like an NXT, he does it. Smoke comes right out. When he gets on the main roster, he does it. And it's like, where's the smoke? Like there's no smoke. There's not even a firecracker. Nothing goes off. And it's just like, this is pointless for you to do. I like, just walk like, cause doing the arm things is stupid without the smoke. So yeah. it's just yeah. like, say if Bailey did the thing and come out and the wacky inflatable tube men didn't come out. It's like, what are you doing with your hands? Like put them down and walk out. Like yeah, it's pointless. It, it just makes you look silly. Yeah. You look stupid. Just don't do it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, number Braun, five, what? things that you five. hate that are not named Roman Reigns. I hate John Cena's sneakers. <laughs> okay, I could get behind that one too. Because they're like black and lime green, but he wears like red, white, and blue crap all the time. So and it's you, just yeah, like you this. You want to be wearing matching sneakers. Yes, at least, like, because I just don't get it. And I I, I just want to, I really want to ask him one-on-one, like, is it comfortable to wrestle in, like, jean shorts because he just looks, like, I feel like he gets, like, some sort of burn on his legs from them. <laughs> but that's that's not a part of what, what I hate, so I'll digress. Okay. <laughs> you don't, you're not trying to add things to the list at this point. No, it, I just, I hate his sneakers. Okay, I can get behind that. Number six. I hate what a passion Dana Brooks, Ric Flair strut because she looks like a robot. <laughs> It, it might be the like, even just lay people that I see um, among my day trying to do it do it better than Dana Brooke does. No, it's terrible because like it's, it has no it's, it has no no pun intended it has no flair like it just <laughs> looks like she's being a robot. It's like what is she doing? Like is she trying to be flair or is she hurt? Like what is she doing? Is she and it just, <laughs> like it just bothers me because I feel like okay she's about to throw up someone should get hurt but but. But, but she's no, never she's thrown up to, doing it. Yeah, she's never thrown up. I'm like, oh, she's imitating Flair. She should stop because that's not good. So All right. So we're, I'm with all six so far. How about number seven? Number seven, I hate Kane's wig. <laughs> that one really it does annoy me, like, a lot. I think that is so dumb. We can see the back of your head, dude. <laughs> just, like, just stop. Take it off. Just be – just go back to the face. Just have the face. It's fine. Like we can tell, we know that's a wig. Like we know that you have short hair. One, we can see the back of your head too. <laughs> Just take the hair off or get it done better. Yeah. Like I, 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 there's plenty of women back there. No one can give you a good lace wig. Like, come <laughs> on, seriously. And not seriously. to mention, it's not like the hair serves any purpose. He could wear that mask without hair. It is ridiculous because we know at this point who you are. It's, it serves no purpose, <laughs> and we know that's a wig. And it's not even put on correctly. Like, I feel like there's so many people back there. No one helped you. No one said, look, let me help you out. Like, your wig's crooked. It's not together. (laughs) And they just let you walk out there. You have no friends in the back because they let you walk out there like that. Yeah, and to me, that mask looks like what it would look like for a fan to buy that mask at, like, a merchandise stand and be wearing it in the arena. Like, that's the quality of how it looks. I I mean, I feel like Aaron Rowan wears a, a, a kid's mask, too. Like, I just feel like his mask is pretty... 
He does. Poop as well. Like, yeah, I just feel like he just draws some lines on it to try to make it a little <laughs> bit more distinct. It's like, hey, give me that Sharpie. I'm going to draw some lines on this to make it look different. Like, no, you're wearing a kid's mask. We know you. Yeah, a little Sharpie, a little duct tape, and that's all it is. Uh, number eight, things that Donovan hates, not named Roman Reigns. Oh, this is – I know you guys are going to agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. The KFC Chicken Little commercial. <laughs> oh, God. I do agree with you on this. I hate it because it's the only thing, it's the only way that Dolph Ziggler gets over in the WWE these days. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the only win he, he gets. Like, he he wins in nothing else but a chicken commercial where nothing counts. Like, he doesn't get anything for it. And that's the only thing that he's won as of recently. And it yeah. just, it, and I'm not even a big Dolph Ziggler guy, but I'm just like, so you can't win a, a match on television, but you can win in a chicken commercial. Yeah, as it's, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> As Colonel Sanders. You can tune up like, the band as Colonel Sanders. Exactly. And it's like, this is, and I'm like, first of all, you gave him a wrestling suit, like a wrestling tank top. <laughs> and uh, it's just so many things wrong with that, with that commercial. Like, it's just so, I just, I just hate it. So. Yeah. Not only are there so many things wrong, I don't know if there's anything about it that's not wrong. It's, 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 it's just terrible all the way around. <laughs> like, and now my thing is, who's the crowd that just sat there and watched this happen? I don't know, like, but I feel bad for them. Yeah, like, did you got like? I'm like, how? When did you did you film this before the show? After the show? Like, who? Like, why were these people still there? Like, I would have been like, this is <laughs> nonsense. I'm leaving. Like, I'm not watching this. Yeah, th- these are questions I feel like we need to get to the bottom of at some point. Oh, Vince! I, 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 if if I ever catch Vince McMahon, I have to sit down with him. He may he may not like me. I just, <laughs> I'm asking all the tough questions. I'm asking all the tough questions. As, as well right. you should. So we're at what? Uh, Number nine. nine. Number nine. I hate Mark Henry's boots. <laughs> now, why do you hate Mark Henry's boots? Because they look like they're made out of Legos or something. Like, <laughs> so they, they're super, like, blocky. Like, they look like space boots. Like, they just, they're, they're the weirdest pair of boots I've ever seen in my life, like. They, they they look like buckets are on his feet. I, I feel like I need to look these up now because I don't know that I've ever really paid oh much attention. Oh my god, to those things are atrocious! <laughs> like oh my gosh, they are terrible. And I don't know if it's to support his weight or what, but like I feel like if he kicks someone, like he will send them to the Titan Tron with those things. <laughs> like All like right, those yeah. things. Are... I'm looking at them now. They are pretty weird. They are bad. Like, it looks, oh, my gosh, it's just terrible. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, I cringe. They almost I look cringe. like, it almost looks like he's wearing a pair of Crocs over boots. Yeah, it's just, it's it's like multiple, like a plethora of shoes are molded together yeah. around his foot. <laughs> All right. So, I never thought about Mark Henry's boots, but you got me sold on that th- them being something to hate. Now, number 10. What do we have for no- number 10? Number 10, it's not even, like, an uh, intricate thing. This is just something and that I, I've, I've hated for a long time. And even though, like, she's better now mainly because she's super appealing to me now for mm-hmm. some reason. But Nikki Bella, I just – I've always hated Nikki Bella. Like, more so when her title reign when she had the title <laughs> and Brie was still around. Yeah. I could not stand her having the title, especially when, like, they bought Sasha and them up. I'm like, all right, so who's taking the title off of her first? And, like, yeah. they just kept – 
do it, finding ways for her to keep the title. And I just, I hated her like for a long time. It's like now she looks super good for some reason to me. Like not that she was ever ugly. Right. I don't know what it is. It's like the blue top is doing something <laughs> and she looks magnificent. So it's like, I hate her a lot less, but like, I, I feel like I need to stick to my roots and just continue to hate her. So I'm going to continue to hate her. And but, she's but number 10 on my making life. you warm up a little bit. Yeah, the blue is doing something. She's just she looks amazing when she comes out. So it's like, nah, you're trying to get me over, but I still hate you. I have to. I have to hate you. I'm a man of my word, and I will continue to hate you, even though you look great right now. <laughs> I I respect that about you because a lesser man would would succumb to the the temptation of going to the to the dark side. Um, now, I thought we were going to close on this, but I wanted to ask you one more. We have actually we have a, the first ever unsanctioned listener question. But before we get to that, I wanted to ask you real quick, your thoughts on The Miz. Like, do, do you like The Miz? Do you not like The Miz? I'm very curious to hear, because this has been a hot topic between myself and the other three co-hosts for a while. The king of soft style is amazing right now. <laughs> so you like him as a heel? He is amazing. Right, the, <laughs> the, the promos he's cutting as of recently, like, they're just... They're, like I said, I'm a huge antagonist mm-hmm. guy. He is antagonizing the crap out of Dolph Ziggler right now. Him, it's between the, it's the thing between him and Ziggler and him and Daniel Bryan. I don't know where Daniel Bryan is, but he needs to come back so he can yeah. ag- antagonize him some more. Because <laughs> he's just like, he's getting under their skin. Like, the things he's doing, is just, just just so great. Even like this past week, mm-hmm. when the stuff he was saying, like, oh, so I get to end your career. Right. It's just like, he's, he, he does these things. And it's just like, this is so good. Like, he's just... He's he's getting it. He, oh my gosh, he's just so great. It's like he's he's like he's definitely a couple notches under Jericho, mm-hmm. but he's just like he's one of those guys where it's like he says stuff that gets under your skin. And it's just so good. Yeah. It's worded very well, <laughs> and it's it's, it's it's it it points right to the heart. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna take your heart and rip it out, and I want you to look at it because I'm just gonna kill you verbally on the microphone. Like he does it, every, and it's like it's just been so great ever since he did the the talking smack thing with uh with Daniel Bryan. He's just caught fire off of that and just been going ever since, and it's just been great. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you said it. So it seems almost like the Miz is becoming universally respected over the last couple months, which I, I'm kind of happy to see because I think he deserves it um, for the work that he's doing, like you mentioned. He's a king of soft style, man. You can't, <laughs> you can't be mad at the king of soft style, yeah. man. He's been there for every year. He's he's never been injured. And, you know, you got to respect it. Like, he's been he, – I mean, which is true. He's, he's – I mean, I don't know if he's been injured or not, but he's always been there. Right. Done his part. He's done what he's supposed to do, so you can't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. And so, he's got a cool new nickname out of it. He's the king of salsa. Yeah, I love that nickname. Uh, so we'll get to the listener question. Like I said, the first ever on Matt Madness Unsanctioned. The question comes in from good friend of the show, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, no relation. Uh, no relation. He wants to know, who is your favorite Matt Madness host? I guess Ron Pashery, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, Ek2Fly, Eric Trambicki, or Mr. Sexy Punakana, Joe Rodermill. First question ever on Matt Man is unsanctioned. Um, I'm gonna go with Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's your answer. I'm gonna go with Jim and Marvin Luter. <laughs> that that question could not have been answered any better or more tactfully. So yeah, Jim I... and Marvin Luter has just been resurrected on Matt Man is unsanctioned. 
Yeah, I'm going with Jim and Marvin Luther, man. He's a good, he's a good guy. I, like I, I think he's my favorite co-host on the show, too. I, I don't think anybody could go against him. Um, before we get out of here, I know you do a lot of music. Um, I want to know anything you want to plug right now, any of your social media, any of your projects. Just tell everybody listening, you know, anything you want them to know about, about Donovan Lloyd. Um, I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at HeyArte. I'm very frequent on Instagram. I'm less frequent on Twitter because I hate the people that I follow. <laughs> um, um, I can be found on Facebook at Donovan Donarte Lloyd. Um, if we're going to talk about actual things, then add me as a friend. If you're not, then please don't add me because <laughs> you're just a waste of space. Um, and as far as my music, you can find me on soundcloud.com backslash Don Arte. I have a, 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 a mixtape on there that's wrestling based called Arte Mania uh, from uh, earlier this year around uh, WrestleMania time. I'm probably going to work on another one soon, um, Arte Mania too. But I have a bunch of other different music and stuff on there that you can listen to as well. Um, I also do graphic arts. Um, so, you know, people who need some sort of graphic arts need, even you guys, like I meant to tell you recently, but I figured like I'm going to be on the show. So I might as well tell you yeah. now, but, um, <laughs> I'm a uh, proficient in graphic arts as well. So like I do some of that stuff a lot of the time I do a lot of my uh, own artwork for my music covers and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, man, I'm around. I'm, 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 I'm very, uh, into, uh, um, talking and communicating with people, especially about wrestling and things mm -hmm. of that nature. I'm, I'm very uh, into uh, UFC and stuff and boxing like that as well. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm into having good conversations and good rhetoric with people. So, yeah. I feel the same way. So you said you're in the UFC. Conor McGregor or Eddie Alvarez, who wins that fight? In, I um, guess it's November. Um, Mystic Mac. <laughs> Is he going to KO him in the first round like you predicted? I hope so. I mean, he, I, that, 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 that Nate, I, what bothered me so much about his last two matches, like mm -hmm. when Nate Diaz is, especially in the first fight, people like, oh, he beat his behind. He did it. It's like, he beat his behind that whole fight. He just yeah. ran out of gas. Like, mm -hmm. that's obvious. Like, every, everyone just hates him so much. It's just like, no, like, you couldn't get Floyd Mayweather. This is the next guy. He and he just got choked out, so no, we're mm -hmm. gonna pin everything on him. It's like, no, he ran out of gas. At the second fight, he proved that he ran out of gas, caught a second win, and continued to beat the crap out of that dude. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I think like as long as as long as he's like, you know, he's on top of his game and he controls his breathing, I think he'll be fine. Like, I don't know if he's gonna knock it out, knock him out in the first round and because everyone depending on your weight class, everyone yeah. adjusts to those hits differently. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if he if if Eddie Alvarez is if he's anywhere like the guy that his regular weight class, he's going to go down. Yeah. Like, his that, that dude's punching is just, it's amazing what he can do with his hand. Yeah. So, I, but, um, yeah. I find, uh, so, love the analysis you just gave on the, the McGregor-Diaz fights. Because um, I felt the exact same way. Like, when he was firing on all cylinders, he was clearly the far superior fighter. Um, yeah, he was, he was punching the crap out of his face, like, mm -hmm. both fights. Yeah, like, he's, his skill level is so high. Um, and, you know, and it's not, not even just the striking, his, his movement, uh, his head movement, uh, he can hit you from so many different angles and so many different ways. And he showed that he could adjust his game plan like that, that switch kick that he does with the heel that he was, I don't know if you remember this specifically, but he probably threw it six or seven times in the first Diaz fight. And he was coming up like two, three inches short on every one. And that was probably was a big part of why he gassed himself out. He never threw it in the second yeah. play. He never went yeah, to I'm, that. 
Well, the second fight, and it's funny because uh, his guy Artem talked about it. This is a funny mm-hmm. part. This is why I like Connor. His 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 friend and earlier in that evening was like, "Well, we've been practicing a lot of leg kicks, so yeah. Connor's gonna do leg kicks." <laughs> he gets to the fight. Connor's throwing nothing but yeah. leg kicks. It's like he already gave you the plan of what he's gonna do, yeah. and you don't believe him. Like he say, he, he told you he's gonna kick you in the leg, and you're still just getting kicked in the leg. Yeah, and then you're getting your face beat on as well. So it's just like when you're throwing those lower kicks, you're not exhausted. Your, your your energy as much and like I, I've done a little jujitsu a little bit of boxing mm-hmm. so like I know how taxing it could be a little yeah. bit but it's just like you know with that one doing that once he caught that second win it was over it's like you know he's re, he's recharged again like he's just gonna tap on your face more now like mm-hmm. he's not even going for the knockout at this point he's just good he's he's winning on the cards like it's obvious yeah and I, I thought I found it funny that a lot of people were saying afterwards Matt Sarah one of them that oh Nate Diaz won that fight it's like, okay, he dominated the first round, knocked him down. The second round, he dominated the first th- probably three minutes and 20 seconds of it, knocked him down twice. Nate finished strong in the second, but how are you giving him the second round when he got dominated for more than half the round and got knocked down twice? He clearly well, won I- the third. Well, well, people, because I wanted to watch the fight with a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and somebody was talking to me about the score, and they're like, well, no, like, if you're down a nine this round, you're down a ten this round. I'm like, no. Like, I'm like, if you get taken down twice in one round, you're not at a nine. Right. You're at about a seven, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably being generous. Yeah. So it's like, if you're down that low in just one round alone, you're playing catch-up the rest of the fight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you win one, maybe two rounds. You're still down three rounds. So you're yeah. still going to lose, and you're down heavily in one round. So there's no way you win. Like, there's, I don't care how much you like Nate Diaz, and Nate Diaz is a, is a crazy good fighter. Mm-hmm. But it's like, at the end of the day, you got taken down twice in one round. There's no way you're winning yeah. unless you win the other rounds. Yeah, I got mad respect for both Diaz. I don't like either one of them. Uh, personally, I, they, they annoy me. Um, and they're not quite as good as they want to think they are or they say they are. But those are two of the just toughest guys who have ever set foot in a ring, an octagon, a cage, whatever you want to call it. Like, those guys are tough to put away. And, uh, like, Connor was just, I mean, he busted him up. Both fights. Yeah, yeah he take. I mean, Nate Diaz, he, like, he definitely takes hits well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 it's borderline, like, not smart because it's just like you should not <laughs> take that many hits to your right. face. Like, you're bleeding. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but you are bleeding. So it's just like you should not just be standing there and basically being a punching bag for this man who's very precise with punching people. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to respect that at the end of the day. It's like, you know, he hung in there. He took those hits. Like, mm-hmm. and he took some hits. But, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we can't take anything away from the guy. Like, he got in there, he got his money, he got mm-hmm. his behind whooped in. You know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah, and he's ready to do it again. So now, this is the really last thing. CM Punk. Obviously, his first fight did not go the way he wanted it to, but I'd assume anybody who watches MMA probably figured that fight would turn out pretty similar to what it did. Uh, I don't know if, if you felt that way, um, and you can answer that, but do you think his next MMA fight will be in the UFC or, and should it? Well, one, I, I, I gave him a huge slither of hope mm-hmm. <laughs> because I actually watched his series, like mm-hmm. the whole series of him getting to that fight. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he's gotten better. I don't know if he's gotten drastically better, yeah. but he's definitely gotten better. You saw, you saw improvement. Like, 
Yeah, but like the whole thing is like I'm like okay, we see this on him. We don't know what Mickey Gall really does. Like he's had one fight in the UFC, I think prior to Con- uh, to prior to CM Punk. Mm-hmm. So I'm like okay, we know he. But like at the end of the day, this dude teaches jujitsu. If yeah. someone's teaching something <laughs> and you're trying to learn something, yeah. that probably should let you know that you might not want to fight this person. <laughs> so. But I, but like I gave him a slither of hope. I'm like, okay, as long as it does, because I mean, you obviously see like during the video, it's like, all right, every time like they start wrestling, like CM Punk is just in a whole nother world, and it's mm-hmm. funny because he's a wrestler. Yeah. But <laughs> but it's just like you know, like every time he went to the ground, it's like, oh 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 oh, this is gonna bad, be bad. Like it's gonna it's gonna be bad. And like soon as that dude went for the takedown and he went on the ground, I'm like. All hope is out the window. He's not getting out of this. Like, there's no way. Because he just panicked. Like, immediately panicked. And it's like, all right. Like, I feel like if he'd have probably, like, like, calmed himself down a little bit, it probably took a little. It's like, okay, now the countdown's on. Like, he's he's done. Yeah, it was um, just a matter of time before it was over at that point. But I feel like. He probably like, and it's, his age I think plays a factor in it, and mm-hmm. his celebrity plays a factor in it. But I felt like if he probably was a little bit younger, and they took him through that whole uh, Ultimate Fighter series mm-hmm. and kind of let him build through that, mm-hmm. and it kind of come up that way, I think it probably would have been received a little, a lot better. But the fact of him having the name, him being the age he is, and him kind of like you know them capitalizing off of that. It set him up for failure in a sense because it's like you didn't like this is like you should have fed this guy a tuna can yeah. and you fed him <laughs> a real fighter. Yeah. And he like like he made his money, but it's like you made it by getting choked out. Mm-hmm. Like you made it by getting your behind beat. And it's like you did nothing for that guy. Like you didn't set him up for mm-hmm. any future fights because it's like, all right, now we don't want to see it anymore because you already took away all the doubts that people may have had, all the you know, the questions that people may have had, you just killed all of it in his first fight. Yeah. So it's like, you didn't, <laughs> so it's like, oh, can he do this? Can he hang in there? No, he can't. And like, you answered that at, within like the first minute of the, of the first round of mm-hmm. his first fight. So it's like, if you <laughs> gave him some, like give him, like go to a grocery store and everybody say, Hey, we'll give you a certain bit of money to fight CM Punk. Let him beat that guy. up yeah. first. Like, <laughs> give him, like give him the Nia Jackson, Braun Strowman. Give him a bunch of, <laughs> Give him a bunch of guys that you give know. Give him he some can enhancement for. matches. Yeah, like give him James Ellingsworth or someone. Like give him someone he can beat up. But you just throw him in there with a guy who who teaches what he's trying to learn. Yeah. Like no, he's not going to win this. Like he has no chance. Right. So it's like you didn't even you didn't set him up at all for anything. So it's like who else is he going to fight in that thing? Because he fought the lowest of the low. You can't mm-hmm. give him another name fighter because it's not going to work. It's not. No. It's going to be a shorter match than the one he just had. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. Like, for for him personally, I mean, I I'd like to see him get another shot, but I, like you said, I don't I don't see it going any different. Like fighting now is like it's your lifestyle if you're a UFC fighter, and it's it's not CM Punk's lifestyle yet. It's something yeah. he's trying to make his lifestyle, but he's not quite there. And at uh, this point in his life, I don't know how you get there at 37, 38 years old. I feel like he may get another fight, but mm-hmm. I feel like. If he doesn't, there's only two options left. He can probably go to Bellator because I'm pretty sure they'll put him in the ring and uh, capitalize off his name and they yes. won't care. Or he can go back to wrestling, go to New Japan, and just stay there for the rest of his career until he retires. Yeah. With, and e- either one of those are probably probably better options than 
going back to UFC, because like you said, there's nobody really they could put him in there with at this point that that he's really going to have a realistic chance to beat. Um, I, I got to be honest, I, I really had a fun time this last 17, 18 minutes talking about UFC. Maybe we'll have to get you on and talk a little bit more about that next time. But I want to thank you for giving us the time. I want to thank you for supporting the show. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, thank you for your contributions to the show. Um, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, man. I said everything I had to say. I feel, I feel great. I feel good. All right. Uh, you know. Yeah. And uh, if if you don't, you know, when when this comes out, make sure you know you go to uh, the page and make sure you like it. Yes. <laughs> Wait. Like what? Make sure you like it. <laughs> I'm glad you snuck one of those in there right before we got out of here. So for yeah. Donovan, the Lowdown Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the basement, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.